Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How many know that depression is real? Unfortunately, it's not until we see celebrities taking their lives do we really stop to notice just what a battle it is that people go through when they fight depression, loneliness. And many of you have been battling that demon called depression for a while. Panic attacks. And I've never had a panic attack, but doctors, I've had someone close to me have one. It's to the point that she was paralyzed and she couldn't move. We had to call the paramedics to come take a look. And whenever a panic attack happens, you don't know whether you're having a heart attack or what's really going. You can't. The mind has the ability to really take control of your senses to the point that you really don't know what's going on. Your mind creates an atmosphere where your body begins to respond and I know in one of his books, John Maxwell talks about the power of a mind of a man that drove a refrigerated truck and ended up getting stuck in the back as he was uh, checking something out. He got stuck in the back of the refrigerated section. He was so cold that he wrote a note on a piece of cardboard to his family telling them how much he loved them as he ended up freezing to death. When the coroner found him and they gave the autopsy, they found out that the refrigerated truck was broken. It wasn't even working. But in his mind, the truck was cold. And he convinced himself that it was so cold in there that he ended up freezing to death through his subconscious mind. And many of us are facing things in life, and I don't want to minimize what you're facing because to you, it's real. The reality of what you're facing is real right now. And when someone tells you, hey, just get over it, pray over it, for, just forget about it, that they, they don't know what they're talking about because what you're facing right now to you is real. But I have a word for you this morning that I believe that is going to break depression, going to break some bondages that are going to release you and give you the tools this morning to find, to find freedom. Come on, somebody say amen. Grab a hold of that word right now for you. If you need that, grab a hold of it. 2 Kings chapter 6, as you're turning there, it's a story of Elisha and his servant and what's going on here is that every time uh, uh, their enemy, their armies are getting ready to attack Israel, God gives a word to Elijah that he warns the king that your enemy's going to be here, so go the other way. So every time this king plans an ambush, God grants the man of God insight to have them go the other way so they're not, they don't run into the enemy and they don't get killed. Come on, somebody. How many know that God loves you so much that there's some problems he sent you the other way because he doesn't want you to run into that ambush? 
God loves you so much, he sent you a man of God to tell you to go the other way. Are you ain't you, Why is pastor always telling me what to do? Not we love you enough to tell you to go the other way. And it gets to the point where the king's like, what's going on here? Every, it's like this dude's in my bedroom. Because every time we come up with a plan, he hears about it. I want you to know that God loves you so much, he'll give you the strategies of the enemy. What people are planning for your harm, God will let you know beforehand. And so the enemy is so upset at what's going on here, he sends his army, not just a couple soldiers, he sends his whole army against one man. This is where we pick it up. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14 says, Then he dispatched his horses and chariots and an impressive fighting force. What kind of fighting force? Impressive. So it's not just a few soldiers. This guy came. He rolled, he, he's rolling deep now. He's not just rolling with a couple homies. He's coming deep right now. And they came by what? By night and they, the city. Early in the morning, the servant of the holy man got up and went out. Now, you know what you do first thing in the morning. Some of you get that later on. Servant gets up in the morning because it's morning time, goes out to take care of business and surprise. Horses and chariots surrounding the city and the young man exclaimed, Oh, master, what shall we do? Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone tap your neighbor. Tell him you're surrounded. I want you to see what's going on here. The, the man of God is, is camping out, and all of a sudden, as they come out of the tent, they find themselves surrounded. This word in the Hebrew means to strike, to go around, to encompass and close, to lock down, to close in, to block off, to trap, to encircle, for the, the sense of to destroy, uh, to kill, to press in, to lock up. Have you ever felt like you were locked up? You ever felt like you were, you were locked in, that you were trapped Ever find yourself in a situation that you were surrounded by people but you felt alone? Have you ever felt in a situation where you had so much, uh, so your resources were small but your, uh, your need was great, that you find yourself in a situation where it feels like you're surrounded and circled and the, your enemy is just ready to kill you? Just don't know if you're going to be able to move on, if you're going to be able to make it. You see, we've all been in that place called pressure. We've all been in that place where we're frustrated, where we're panicked, that we can't breathe, that we're surrounded, that we're cut off from, the, from our friends, from our, the people that we're relying on. And here it says in verse 14 that then he dispatched his horses and chariots and an impressive fighting force and came by night and surrounded the city. Elijah is being attacked for one reason. How many of you are going through some stuff right now? 
Say it again, Pastor. How many of you are going through some stuff right now? Or how many of you have gone through some stuff in your life? You've gone through some battles. You've gone through some unexpected struggles. You've gone through some situations in life and you wondered where God was. Have you ever been in that circumstance where you find yourself surrounded, where you find yourself these things coming upon you? The only reason the enemy pursued Elijah because he was a threat to the enemy. Oh, you ain't hearing me right now. See, some of you are wondering why we're going through so many battles. It's because the enemy knows that you're a threat to him. He's not going to come against you if you're not doing anything. The only reason you keep going through battles is the enemy knows that he cannot stand against you. And he has to bring all his resources to stop you. So for those of you that are going through a little something, come on, just, just shake your head. I'm heading in the right direction right now. I'm going in the right direction. See, they look for him, and I, I need you to recognize, it's not like they had, they, they had GPS. It's not like they had Facebook or that, that Elijah checked into the valley and everyone knew where he was at. They had to go look for the man of God. They had to hunt him down. They had to start putting word out. I want you to know that there's word out. The enemy's trying to track you down. He's trying to find you. Why? Because he knows that you are a threat to him, to his purpose, to his plan to the things that are going on. He knows the potential that is in you. And so look at all the resources he puts for one man. You ever wondered, why does the enemy keep messing with me? Why does the enemy keep coming? He, why does the enemy have all these demons in hell coming after me? It's because he knows you're a threat. So y'all like, man, the enemy's always after me. Why is he always coming after me? I, I think about it like, man, the enemy's after me. That's right. You better come after me. Because you know, if you don't, you know what's going to happen when we just continue to do what God's called us to do. You need to recognize why the enemy's after you. He dedicated all these resources to come after him. Look at verse 15. It says, early in the morning, the servant of the, of the holy man got up and went out and surprised Horses and chariots surrounding the city, and the young man exclaimed, Oh, master, what shall we do? He comes out in the morning, he's do doing his thing, and when he looks up, all of a sudden he sees he has an audience. Because there are horses and chariots all around the outside of the mountains surrounding the valley where he's at. If you've ever been in that valley season in your life, you ever been in that point where you're in the pit where you got everyone looking down on you and they're just waiting for you to fall. They're just waiting for you to mess up and hear surprise. What's that word mean in the Hebrew? It means to behold. It's not what you expected, unexpected to draw your attention, to come to a conclusion. We've all been in that situation in life where something unexpected happens, where your spouse leaves you and you didn't expect it, where you file bankruptcy and you didn't expect it. You find yourself, your child getting pregnant. You didn't expect it. You didn't expect your, to get fired from your job. You didn't expect your loved one to get sick and pass away. You didn't expect uh, your car to break down. You didn't expect to, to, that you were going to end up getting evicted. You didn't expect to have your friends leave you. When you said, I do, you didn't expect your spouse to leave you. When you got the job, you didn't expect to get laid off. Every one of us has gone through a surprise moment in our lives. Any of you ever been surprised by something, say amen. amen. 
didn't expect your friends to let you down. The ones that said that they were your ride or dies, all of a sudden you go through a little something and then they just leave you alone when you needed them the most. And the servant's not named. We don't have a name of the servant. We don't know who he is. All we know is that he's inexperienced and he comes out of the tent. Man, he's shaken by what he sees. I mean, I don't think any of us would be tripped out or would be okay coming out and seeing an army ready to come against us. You see, they're surrounded, they're outnumbered, they're outgunned, they're outsmarted, and they're out of luck. They got the whole army around them, and here they are in the middle of the valley. And the servant begins to go through his own personal panic attack. As he's standing there, he can't breathe, he's frustrated, he's paralyzed, he's pressured, he finds himself overwhelmed. And the only thing he could see was the enemy that was getting ready to come down on him. Surprise! You expected, you thought, and, and this is what's tough, they're doing doing the right thing. I'm living the right way. I'm following God. You see, it's one thing to get surrounded by the enemy when you're messing up, but what do you do when you're doing the right thing and you still have the enemy surrounding you? God, where are you? God, why am I going through this? Why did they get sick? Why did they leave? Why am I facing this? And we all go through these struggles in life. Surprise cries out to his master, oh, master, what shall we do? I don't know how many times I've yelled out to God and asked him the same thing, master, what shall we do? God, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to navigate this one? How are you going to get me through this issue? You see, I have no one else to call on but God. Now, I love what Elijah's response is. And now, it, 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 for those of you that, that, that are panickers, I'm not saying panic attack. I'm just talking panickers. You just normally any issue throws you off, okay? <laughs> don't look at anyone, okay? Husbands, don't look at your wives. Wives, don't look at your husbands. But th- those, those times that all of you, you're planning a party and all, the napkins don't match and you freak out, that, that's what I'm talking about here. That's what, the, what, that's what I'm referring to. Whenever you're in the, you get those individuals around, when you're panicking about someone, have you ever got that person that comes up and says, don't worry about it? Hey, don't worry about it. What, what do you want to do to the person when you're worried and you're panicked about something? What do you want to do to the person that tells, hey, don't worry about it? Forget about it. What do you want to do to that person? You just want to choke them. What do you mean, don't worry about it? Don't you know what I'm going through? Don't you know the struggle I'm facing right now? We've all been in those situations. But Elijah, that dude's a veterano. This guy's a veteran. He's gone through some battles. He walks out. He hears a guy scream. He thinks maybe there's a snake outside, but something's going on. He walks out of the tent. He looks at the servant, and the servant's pointed at all the soldiers, and he looks around, and he tells them this. Don't worry about it. Are you kidding me, Elijah? We're going to get killed because you keep telling the king everything they're doing. In other words, you got to stop telling people what God said. You should. If you would stop speaking about God, we wouldn't be in this trouble to begin with. 
There's people trying to shut you up, quiet you down, because they don't want you to speak the voice of God, the word of God any longer. But this man, in this situation, he comes out and says, don't worry, there are more on our side than there are against us. Uh Uh-oh, you ain't catching this right now. You see, Elijah steps out, and he only saw God's provision. So how do you not worry when you're surrounded? Come on, somebody. How, how do you not worry when you're, when you're, Elijah had this perspective. He comes out. He sees the same situation, but he looks at it through a different set of lenses. He doesn't panic. He prays. He doesn't worry. He worships. You know, if we responded differently to the things that we're going through, that instead of panicking, we prayed. When we were supposed to worry, we worshiped. What would happen? How would things change in your life? The environment shift in your family. When you, when you should be worrying, you begin to worship. I just bless God. Lord, I just worship you, God. That when you should be panicking, you're praying. Lord, I thank you right now, God. I bless you that, Lord, you're going to see us through this. Why? Because I'm not going to focus in my problem. I'm going to focus in on my God. Look look what Elijah does here. I'm almost done. Stay with me. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And I come to the altar, Lord, you know, I come to the altar prayer time at the church and Pastor Cat and the prayer team's up here and I come up. You, you need to just pray for my wife. My wife is just, oh, Lord, God, you just pray for my wife. We're having issues and it's her. It's all her. I just, just need you, God. I just need you to touch my wife right now. I just need you. And then so the person that's praying for you starts praying, Lord, touch Pastor Dan. Your word says that husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. He still has breath, so he hasn't given his all yet for her. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. It's not what I asked you to pray. I asked you to pray for her, but you're praying for me. The solution to your problem isn't always what you think. We're praying over our crisis instead of praying over our character. Say it again, Pastor. Because the problems that we face in life, God is trying to mold us, shape us, and bring out a character issue. Try to deal with the character problem. Because when many times we want control, but God allows things to come up to where we rely on him rather than we rely on ourselves. And if you keep praying out the crisis, the crisis keeps getting bigger until your character gets developed. Elijah prays that his servant's eyes would be open. In other words, that there would be awareness to what's happening. That word means to take notice, to be aware, to understand, to see, and to know. Now, I pray right now that whatever you're going through, left to right, front to back, right now, 
In fact, just touch your eyes right where you are. Father, I pray right now that you would open our eyes in Jesus' name. Open our eyes that we can see. Let us see things differently than what we've been seeing, God. Focus in on the right things. Stop focusing in on the wrong things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice something here. Elijah never argues with his servant that there are not people out there. He just says that there's more for us than against us. He doesn't deny what his servant sees. He just denies that he's focused in on the wrong army. He doesn't pray for him and the servant to be delivered from this situation. He prays that his eyes would be open. You keep praying for deliverance when what you need is to see differently. God, get me out of this. No, let me look at this differently. Lord, deliver me. No, see it differently. God, break me free from this. No, would you look at the situation from a different set of lenses? He never prays that they get out of the situation. But sometimes what we end up doing is we spend more time focusing in on the wrong thing. Let, let, me, let me put it to you this way as the worship team comes to help me here. How many know God is great? No, no, you know God is great. How many know that God is bigger than any problem or situation you're going to ever face? You ever hear someone say, I can't see God? Go through a problem, they're like, where's God at? God's not here. God isn't showing up. How come, how come God didn't show up in my situation? Every one of our problems compared to God is like this. Not very big in comparison to who God is. Tiny, small. But the more I focus on this, before you know it, it gets to the point where that's the only thing I could see. And this is the way we walk around with the problems that we're facing. It's a little thing in the grand scope of things. It's a small thing. But because we let that become our focal point, that's all we see. Now, now I can't see God. And where's God in my situation? How come God's not showing up when I need him? How come God's not being there like I need him to be there? Where, where's God at? How come he didn't show up in my financial situation, my marital situation? And we get to the point where then another little issue comes up. And now all of a sudden, before you know it, where's God at? How come God's not showing up? Where are you, God? How come you're not showing up in my life? The problem is what you're focused in on. He prayed, let the, my eye, let the eyes of my servant be open. 
Don't get us out of the situation, God. Change our focus. Don't get me out of the situation. Change my focus. The servant then looks up, and the Bible says that as he looks around, he sees angels. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about that. He sees angels on chariots of fire surrounding the valley on top of the army that was getting ready to attack them. Oh, you need to understand something this morning. You're surrounded. You're just not surrounded by what you think you are. You think you're surrounded by the enemy. You're surrounded by the presence of God. You're surrounded by glory. You're surrounded by deliverance. You're surrounded by the army of God that is ready to act on your behalf. You are not alone. You're surrounded. Stop focusing in on the negative. I want you right now, everyone just put your hands on your eyes. Father, open our eyes. Whatever you're going through right now, Father, open our eyes. Some of you are in such depression right now about what's going on. Father, open my eyes. I'm not asking you to change my situation. I'm asking that you would change my perception of it. Lord, renew, Father God. Change my lenses now in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to see. I want to see differently. I want to focus on the right thing. Help me know today. Say this with me. I know that I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I'm going to change this day how I fight my battles. I will no longer fight with my hands and fists, but I will worship and praise through my battles in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Come on. Come on, stand to your feet, say this with me. Come on, this is how I fight my battles. Come on, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on now. Come on, declare it over your situation. This is how I fight my battles. Hey, come on now. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you.
downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.